Hi, everybody. This is Pastor Terry. I want to welcome you to another midweek Bible study here on Wednesday, Wednesday evening. I'm so glad you've joined me tonight. Hey, I'm looking forward to getting into the Word of God with you. And tonight I want to talk about the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to show you how you can apply uh, His precious blood to your life and, and not only, uh, as a result be saved, but, uh, uh, and forgiven, uh, but also how you can, can apply His blood to bring power into your thought life, power over your actions, and power everywhere you go. So, hey, this is going to be a good study tonight, talking about the power of applying the blood of Jesus. And what I want to do is I want, I want to go to the Old Testament and look at, at, at a couple of Old Testament types. And what, what a type is, is it's, it's something that occurred in the Old Testament, and it, it points to uh, to Jesus and his redemptive work. And the, the Old Testament is full of these, these types. And, and you can study these types and, and it, it points to what Jesus did through his redemptive work in the New Testament. And so, uh, so let's go to Exodus, the 12th chapter. And we're going to look at the, uh, the Passover. And uh, this is one of the greatest types of the Lord Jesus Christ in the entirety of the Bible. This, of course, is when uh, you know, God was bringing the plagues on Egypt to let the people go and, and Pharaoh wasn't letting them go and there were nine plagues and then the tenth plague was the, the death of the, the firstborn. And, uh, and so th this first type, uh, has to do with that. And so, uh, let's look at this, Exodus chapter 12, verse 5. And, uh, notice, uh, God gave these instructions to Moses and he's talking about here in verse 5, he says, your lamb will be without blemish. Well, we know Jesus was without blemish. A male of the first year, you shall take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And of course, we know Jesus was crucified. And uh, they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lentil of the houses where they eat it. Now the lentil was the top of the, 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 the door. And what would happen is they would apply the blood of the, of the lamb on the top of that door and then the blood would be on the top and then it would drip to the, to the bottom, you know, down to the, to the floor. And then they put it on the doorpost. You see what, how my hand is going here? They put the blood on the, the top of the doorpost, the top and the, the lentil, and then it would drip to the ground and then they put it on the doorpost. And it, of course, made the shape of a cross. Wow. That's a, man, that's a powerful type right there. You have, you have the cross and you have the blood. And of course, Jesus shed his blood on the, his precious blood on the cross. So you see, see, that's a type right here. And, uh, and then in verse 12, God says, uh, he's telling Moses, you know, and, and the people of, of Israel, he's saying, for I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night. Because see, they were still in bondage there. Pharaoh hadn't released him yet. Uh, and, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you, or, or a type, a sign, on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, oh, this is, this is good news here. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. That is some good news for us because you see, uh, that points to what Jesus did for us and, and his blood. And when his blood 
is applied to our lives, then we escape the judgment of God, just like these people who were inside of a house that had the blood applied to the doorpost, they would escape the judgment of God as he passed through the land. And the firstborn wouldn't, wouldn't die. And so uh, 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 this, of course, is a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, I want to say this blood of the, the, this lamb here, uh, uh, a type of the blood of Jesus, it was applied, as I said, to the doorposts and the, and, and, and the uh, uh, lentil and so forth in the form of a cross. And so anyone inside the house that had the blood applied, when the judgment of God came, it passed over the people who were in that house. And so, uh, of course, what do we draw from that? We want the blood of Jesus applied to our lives, to our hearts, if you will, so that uh, the judgment of God passes over us and that when we die, we don't go to hell. We, we get to go to heaven. So, so there, there's a type uh, of the blood of Jesus. Now, when we receive Jesus, his blood is applied, read from my notes here, his blood is applied, so to speak, to the doorposts of our hearts, resulting in the power of salvation. Good news, isn't it? So uh, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, his precious blood is applied to the doorposts of our hearts, so to speak, resulting in the power of salvation. You know, Romans 5 verse 9, one of, one of my favorite verses says this, much more than having now been justified or declared righteous, or we could say, uh, uh, well, justified, declared righteous, uh, by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Boy, that's a powerful verse, isn't it? Having now been justified or declared righteous by Jesus's blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Just like the Israelites there in Egypt when that 10th plague came through were saved from the wrath of God if they were in a house where the blood was applied. Well, when the blood of Jesus, when we receive him as our savior, his precious blood, you know, and it's a spiritual thing, of course, his precious blood gets applied to our, to our spirits, our hearts, and, uh, and we're justified. We're declared righteous in the sight of God and, uh, and, and we never will experience the wrath of God. And that's good news. But now I said all that to say this. How do we put the blood of Jesus as it pertains to salvation, as it pertains to missing the wrath of God? How, how do we put his blood into operation? Or let me say it this way. How do we apply his blood to our lives uh, to get saved. You know, when, when we, when we were sinners, or maybe you're out there listening to me and you've never received Jesus. See, you need to receive him so that, uh, his blood will be applied to the, to your heart, you know, to the doorposts of your heart, so to speak. You know, now I know your heart doesn't have doorposts, but you understand what I'm, what I'm talking about. Uh, but, but, uh, but when you were a sinner, how did you get saved? If you're out there and you're listening to me, you've never received Jesus, how do you put the blood of Jesus into operation to get saved? Well, uh, uh, this is so important. Romans, the 10th chapter and the 9th verse tells you how to do it. That if you confess, now underline that word confess, that's going to be very important here this evening. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you 
will be saved. So you'll be saved from the wrath of God. And how then do you put the blood of Jesus into operation in, in your life and get saved? How do you apply his blood to the doorposts of your heart? Well, you have to believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead. But, but you also have to confess him as your Lord. Now, of course, you need to realize that as you study the Bible, it's clear that before you even come to this, you must repent of your sins, okay? Uh, the Bible is very clear on that. So, so you would need to repent of your sins. Repent means to have a change of heart, change of mind. So you turn away from your old lifestyle. You believe in your heart that God the Father has raised Jesus, his son, from the dead. You know, of course, believing he died on the cross, shed his holy blood, you know, and then on the third day was raised from the dead. Uh, if you'll believe that, that's great. But then you also have to confess him as your Lord. And when you make that confession of your faith that fast, the Holy Spirit goes into operation and he washes your spirit, the real you on the inside of your body. He washes you. It's a spiritual washing. He washes you with the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And his blood, Jesus' blood, washes your sins. Uh, the Bible says, as far away from you as the east is from the west. That means, you know, the east and the west never meet. And, uh, and, and when you receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit applies the blood of Jesus to your heart and you get saved. You miss the wrath of God, just like, uh, the type we talked about on the day of Passover, you know, on Passover. But, but what I want you to see is how do you put it into operation? Believing in your heart, as we've said, and conf confessing with your mouth. Now, 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 as it pertains to salvation, the blood of Jesus only need be applied one time. There's only one time when people get saved, okay? And uh, uh, I remember when I was a kid, I didn't know any better. I'd listen to a, well, I, let me tell you a story here. I listened to, I would listen every week to a certain televangelist. And at the end of his show, he would always, you know, uh, have people, you lead people in prayer to get saved. And I didn't know very much about the Bible. I, I know a little bit more now than I did then, but, but I didn't know it. I was, I was just a, a teenager and, 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 you know, during the week, I, I wouldn't always live as I should, you know, and, and I, you know, I didn't know too much about the Bible. And I thought every time I sinned, I lost my salvation. And I, I'd pray that prayer with him every, every, uh, I think he came on on uh, Saturday night. So I pray that prayer every Saturday night, you know. And, uh, and you know, so I was thinking I was getting born again, you know, <laughs> once a week. But I learned that, you, you know, as I studied the Bible, as years came and went, you only need to get born again one time. And I remember I got so uh, frustrated with, with praying that prayer with that televangelist every week. I, I remember I, I, I told the Lord one time, I said, Lord, now I'm going to pray this prayer one more time and, 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 and I'm just going to stand on your word and, and I, I, you know, I believe on you. I trusted you. I believe you raised Jesus from the dead. I confess you as my Lord, receive you as my Savior. Now that's it. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, I'm not going to pray that no more. And, uh, and my wife was telling her this story years later and she said, so I got born again for the last time. <laughs> 
<laughs> when I did that. But so a little funny story there. But but the thing of it is, you only need to get born again once. Okay. But isn't it good that God will will overlook a lot of our ignorance when we don't know much about the Word of God? I'm so thankful that He does. But but as I studied, as I said over the years, I learned you only need to have Jesus's blood applied to your heart one time for salvation. But now, having said that, you need to know this: that you know, uh, after we get saved, we don't always live as we should. I haven't met any Christian yet that that after they got saved, that they didn't continue to to miss it. Okay, including myself. Okay, I think any Christian out there that's listening to me will will say amen to what I just said there. You know, once you've gotten saved, we we, we still miss it. We still sin. Now we don't have to sin, but 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 unfortunately we do. And so what do you do then? Well, see, the blood of Jesus only needs to be applied once for salvation, but there are ongoing applications of his blood for the Christian after we get saved. Because like I said, after we get saved, we we tend to miss it here and there. And when we do, uh, what we need to know is we need to know 1 John. Let's go to 1 John. Turn over there in your Bibles. 1 John chapter 1, uh, verse 7. Now, I want to say this again. You only need to have the blood of Jesus applied to your heart one time. That's where you get saved. But after you're saved, as you begin to live as a Christian, and you miss it, you sin here and there, and, and we shouldn't, but we, we all have done it. And uh, 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 then, then there's an ongoing application of the blood of Jesus for the for the Christian. And here it is in 1 John 1, 7 says this, but if we Christians walk in the light as he is in the light, that's talking about walking in the light of the word of God. We have fellowship with one another. That's fellowship with, with the Lord, with the heavenly father and the blood. Now there it is. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. Oh, you talk about good news. I mean, that, that's, that's good news. Uh, I think the greatest news for the sinner, is, I say I think, I know the greatest news for the sinner is that they could receive Jesus and be washed clean from all of their sins and, and, and get saved. But you know what? The greatest news for a, for a Christian is that after we get saved, if we, if we miss it, we can, we can go to the Lord and uh and 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 have the blood of Jesus wash away any sins that we commit after we've gotten saved that's great news for the christian and and again if we walk in the light the light of his word as he is in the light we have fellowship with with one another with with the heavenly father and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us talking about a christian from all sin oh praise god but the question is how do you apply that how do you get that blood applied as a christian uh, to your life when you miss it well let's read on now verse 8 says if we say we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us but here it is if we confess there's that word confess if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness so here's the thing as a sinner, you receive Jesus and you believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead. You confess him as your Lord. The blood of Jesus is applied to the doorposts of your heart, so to speak, and you become a Christian. 
Okay. And then ideally, we're supposed to walk in the light as he is in the light and, and not sin. Okay. And, and it'd be great if we could all do that. You know, from the time we get saved till the time we, we go to heaven at, at death or the rapture of the church, whichever comes first, that ideally that'd be fantastic if we never missed it after we, we sin. And, and we're not supposed to miss it. We're, you know, we should never make light of sin. We're not supposed to sin. We're not supposed to miss it. But if we do, thank God he is, has, a, has a, a means by which we can be cleansed. And it's found right here. Uh, and this, uh, as you study this, really look at it, it implies a repentant heart. Talking about a Christian now. When a Christian misses it with a repentant heart, okay, this, this is not, this, these verses are not here so that a Christian can just sin whenever they want or live a, live a loose, lackadaisical life and then just, you know, run to God every night and confess their sins and, and everything's okay. No, no, no. No, you gotta, for this work to work for you, you have to be, you have to be endeavoring to walk in the light and endeavoring not to sin. But if you do sin, you can repent of that sin, I'm talking as a Christian now, and you can go to the Lord and you can confess your sins to him, to the Lord, directly to the Lord. And he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now that's great news for the Christian. But here's what I want you to see. How did, how does a sinner get the blood applied to their, to their doorposts of their hearts? Through Faith in Jesus and confession. Confession, underline that word confession, right? Well, how does a Christian get cleansed from sin? By going to the Lord and confessing their sins to him. So how do you get the blood of, of Jesus activated? How do you get it applied to your life? Confession, confession, speaking with your mouth confessing Jesus as Lord gets a sinner saved, gets the blood applied to the sinner. Well, a Christian then, once you, you, you stop, you, you know, you're no longer a sinner. Now you've received Jesus and now you're a saint, you're a Christian. But how do you get the blood applied uh, uh, to your, to your, to your life as a, as a Christian who's missed it through confession? You know, repentance, of course, is implied, but confession so could we learn that confessing uh, it puts the blood of Jesus into activation, activates it, or, or we apply the blood of Jesus to our lives uh, by confession, okay? Now, that's good to know. Now, with, with that being said, I want then to show you how you can apply the blood of Jesus to your thought life, to your actions, and to everywhere you go. I tell you what, we get the blood of Jesus applied in these three areas. I tell you what, I'm going to show you how the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon our thought life and upon our actions and upon every everywhere we go. I tell you what, you get that rolling in your life. You won't you won't need to have to use First John one nine hardly hardly ever, <laughs> and that's a good thing. So let me show you how to do this. Let me show you what I'm talking about here. Uh, Let's, let's go to uh, Leviticus 14 and let's look at another Old Testament type. And uh, this actually was the ritual that was used for a leper after the leper had been cleansed. And if you think about it, we were all spiritual lepers 
before we got saved. And, uh, and, and once we get saved, now we're spiritual lepers that, that are cleansed from sin, you know. I think you get what I'm saying there. But this was a ritual here that we're going to read, an Old Testament type. And it was a ritual that, that was used uh, uh, for uh, cleansing healed lepers or for lepers who had been cleansed. Okay, let me put it that way. After a leper was cleansed, this is the ceremony they would go through. And through this, I'm going to show you how you can apply the blood of Jesus to your to your thought life, to your actions, and to 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 your walk, your everyday walk with with the Lord. So so let's look at this Leviticus fourteen verse twelve, and the priest shall take one male lamb and offer it as a trespass offering, and the log now that's a, just a container like a flask uh, of oil. Uh, now oil is a type of the Holy Spirit and and, and a type of power. Remember how God anointed uh, Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power? And oil is a type, uh, a type of the Holy Spirit. So, so you'll see that as we go here. Uh, but, but notice the container of oil. Uh, so the priest will take one male lamb and offer it as a trespass offering and the container of oil and wave them as a wave offering before the Lord. Then he shall kill the lamb in the place where he kills the sin offering and the burnt offering in a holy place. For as the sin offering is the priest, so is the trespass offering. It's most holy. Now, verse 14. The priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering, and the priest shall put it on the tip of the right ear of the trespass offering, and the priest shall put it on the tip... Uh, let me start over. Verse 14. The priest shall take some of the blood of the trespass offering and the priest shall put it on the tip of the ear of him who is to be cleansed. Okay, So he'd already been healed of leprosy. Now he's going through a ceremony now. And the priest was going to take some of the blood and he was going to put it on the tip of the right ear of the leper who had been cleansed and on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe... Now, I'm not going to show, I'm not going to show you my big toe. <laughs> but, but on the, on the big toe of his right foot. Okay? And so, the blood was applied to this leper who had been cleansed. And think of us as spiritual lepers who've been cleansed through the blood of the Lord Jesus when we got saved. But here, this leper who was cleansed, the priest would take this blood and put it on the tip of the right ear of the, the leper who had been cleansed. And on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of the right foot. So the ear, now think of the ear. Think of what, you know, when I think of my ears, I'm thinking about, and I want you to think about our mind, our mind, okay? What we hear, because you know what we hear goes right into our minds, okay? So, so we're really, this is symbolic of the blood being applied to our minds. And then on the, on the, on the right, uh, thumb, that would be symbolic of, you know, the thumb is on the hand, the things we do, okay? So the blood being applied to the, to the, uh, to, to the thumb or the hands, if you will, would, would be, uh, having the blood applied to what we do, our actions. And then on the, on the, on the toe, uh, that would have to do with our feet walking where we go. And I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I want the blood of Jesus applied to my mind or my thinking. I want his blood applied to my uh, 
my, my actions and what I do. And I want his blood always to be applied to my walk with the Lord and where I go. I tell you what, if we'll get, if we'll get, uh, his blood applied in, in those three areas, uh, and you'll see this more as we go here, uh, we won't have to use 1 John 1 9, uh, quite so much, if at all, because we'll be walking right before the Lord. Now, it's very interesting. So, so the blood was applied to the right ear, right thumb, uh, right toe, big toe, showing that the blood is being applied to the mind, to the actions, and the walk. But look what happens as we read on. Look at verse 15. And the priest shall take some of the log or the container of oil. Now watch this. The oil is symbolic of the power of the Holy Spirit or the anointing, the power, anointing of the Holy Spirit. So the priest shall take some of the log of the oil and pour it into the palm of his own left hand. Then the priest shall dip his right finger in the oil that is in his left hand and shall sprinkle some of the oil with his finger seven times before the Lord. And the rest of the oil, remember oil is symbolic of the power of the Holy Spirit, and the rest of the oil in his hand, the priest shall put some on the tip of the right ear of him who is to be cleansed, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. Now, now I mean, that. hey, friends, that, that's powerful. That is powerful. What do we learn from this? That the power of the Holy Spirit will follow the blood of Jesus, if you will. Or we could say it another way, wherever the blood of Jesus is, the power of the Holy Spirit resides upon it. So what did we just see? We saw that the priest put the blood on the uh, ear, the tip of the ear, right ear, the right thumb, and the big toe. And what do we see immediately following that? Well, when the blood went on the ear, immediately following that is the power, the oil or the power of the Holy Spirit. And then... Uh, the, the blood was on the right thumb. And then what do we see immediately following? The oil went there, the power of the Holy Spirit. And then on the, the oil went on the big toe. What do we see? The blood went on the big toe or the right foot. Immediately following that, here comes the oil or a type of the Holy Spirit. I mean, that, that's powerful. So, so the blood goes on the right ear and there's the power of the Holy Spirit. The blood goes on the thumb. There's the power of the Holy Spirit. The blood goes on the toe, power of the Holy Spirit. Again, the power of the Holy Spirit uh, sits upon wherever or resides upon wherever the blood of Jesus is. And so this is, this is very, very, very powerful because you see, if we have the blood of Jesus applied to our, our, our ear, if you will, see that's symbolic of having the blood of Jesus applied to our mind, our thinking. And when the blood of Jesus is applied, what happens? The power of the Holy Spirit sits upon our mind. Oh, that's powerful, isn't it? And, and and we have the blood of Jesus applied to our thumb, or you understand talking symbolically here now, you know, uh, the, the blood of Jesus is applied to our hands, what we do, and then what, what, what follows the blood? The power of the Holy Spirit upon our hands, what we do. Oh my goodness, I want the, the power of the Holy Spirit on, on what I do. And then, and then lastly, uh, the, the blood being on the, on the, on the right toe, that's symbolic of the, the, the blood of Jesus being upon our walk. And, and 
And then you have the power of the Holy Spirit upon your walk, your walk before the Lord and what you, you, you know, where, where you go in your life. And I tell you what, oh, the blood of Jesus applied. Here comes the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden, we've got power in our thought life. That's so exciting. We got power over our actions, what we do, power over where we go. I tell you what, you get the power of the Holy Ghost in your mind. You get the power of the Holy Ghost in your actions and the power of the Holy Ghost in, 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 in where you go. I tell you what, there'll be some right living before the Lord. And you see how then we won't need to use 1 John 1, 9 hardly at all because we won't be sinning. Hardly at all. And, and, and never really. That's ideally what, what we'd want is to never sin. But thank God if we do, the Bible says, and I didn't read the verse, but I think it's First John chapter 2, verse 1 says, you know, he says, I write these things to you that you sin not. So God doesn't want us to sin. Then I think verse 2 says, but if we sin, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he's a propitiation or the payment for our sin. So, so even if you do sin, uh, you know, you shouldn't, but if you do, thank God, you know, we have the blood of Jesus. We can go to him with a repentant heart, confess our sins, and he'll forgive us. But the point I'm trying to make here is that is that if we'll apply the blood of Jesus, I'm talking to Christians now, on, on a daily basis, keep his blood applied to your, to your mind. Keep his blood applied to your, to your hands and what you do. Keep his blood applied to your feet, where you go. Uh, I tell you what, power will be all about you. You won't be thinking wrong things. You know what I mean? Oh, you'll still have a, the devil throw thoughts at you. I mean, you know, bad thoughts. But if you have the power of the Holy Ghost there in your mind, the power of the Holy Ghost will overcome the thoughts that the devil will throw at you. And to have the power of the Spirit on what you do, I mean, oh my gosh. And and on where we go, and uh, I tell you what, uh, you'll be thinking right things. You'll be doing right things. You'll be, you won't be going places you shouldn't go. I mean, you won't be doing things you shouldn't do. Ah, we need the blood of Jesus applied to our to our tip of our right ear, to our minds, to our right thumbs, our hands, and to our big toes on the right foot, to, uh, to our feet, our walk. And then you get the you get the blood applied. Then you get the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh my goodness! And uh, uh, we'd be you know, and 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 the end result we'd be pleasing to the Lord in our daily lives as Christians, and we'd be good examples in our community, lights to the community that would draw people to, 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 uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ when they see, you know, that you're, you're, you're able to do good works before them. The good works don't save you. It's faith in Christ that saves you. You understand that. But the Bible says we're supposed to be good deed doers. I tell you what, you can't be a good deed doer without having the power of the Holy Ghost. And you get the power of the Holy Ghost by having the, uh, the blood applied, the blood of Jesus, which I've just taught you about. This is powerful, I think. And uh, let, let me finish reading here. So the, the priest would come in and put the oil on the, the tip of the right ear, the thumb of the right hand, the big toe of the right foot, and uh, uh, and so forth. Verse 18, the rest of the oil that was in the priest's hand, he shall put on the head of him who is to be cleansed. So I guess he just took what oil was left and just dumped it on the guy's head. I can only assume that. Uh, because it says here, the rest of the oil that's in the priest's hand, he shall put it on the head of him who is to be cleansed. So I guess, I guess what I would conclude from that, you know, yeah, it looks like he just dumped, to me, it looks like he just dumped the rest of the oil on the guy's head. You know, 
what that says to me is, is we need a lot of power of the Holy Spirit on our mind or in our mind. Because, you know, it's so true that the rest of the body really doesn't do anything except the mind thinks it first. So I guess we, we need some extra power on our, on our thinking, on our minds. And that's why I guess he dumped the rest of the oil on the, on the, on the cleansed leper's head, uh, just, just to give him extra power in the mind because our thought life is so important. Tell you what, if you want to live right before the Lord, it, it, it starts, it starts in the mind. And, uh, if you can keep your mind under control and keep your mind thinking right thoughts and, and, uh, and so forth, then the, the rest of it's really the actions and where you go and all that's really pretty easy. So I guess that's why I had him dump the, dump the rest of the oil on the guy's head. So I, so, you know, Lord, dump, give me the power of the Holy Ghost in, in a, in a triple, quadruple dose on my mind so that I'll have the power of the Spirit in my mind that, uh, power of the Holy Spirit in my mind so that I can think right thoughts and resist thoughts that shouldn't be there. Okay. Powerful, powerful. Powerful stuff here tonight, I think. Uh, uh, let me just read from my notes. Uh, uh, many Christians try to think right, act right, and walk right without keeping the blood of Jesus applied. See, this is something we have to do, on a, I believe, on a daily basis. Okay? Now, I want to reiterate so no one misunderstands me. We only need to get saved one time. Okay? So we repent of our sins. We receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We believe in our heart that God's raised him from the dead. We confess him as Lord. When we confess him, the blood of Jesus washes our sins away. As the blood's applied to the doorposts of our heart, if you will, and we're saved. One time, one time thing, okay? But after that, what do we tell you earlier here in this lesson? You need to walk in the light as he's in the light, have fellowship with the Father. But if we sin, if we miss it, then we, with a repentant heart, we confess. See, how do you put the blood of Jesus into operation? Through confession, you know. So you, you confess the Lord to get saved. As a Christian, you miss it. You confess uh, him. Uh, you, can, you confess your sins uh, to him. And the blood of Jesus goes into operation. And, you know, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us all our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's 1 John 1, 9, okay. And that's something we do ongoing as we would sin and miss it. But then what I really taught here today is, is how you can get to a place in your life where you're not really sinning at all. And it's keeping his blood applied on a regular basis to your mind, your hands, and your feet. Okay. So the blood of Jesus only needs to be applied one time to the sinner that gets saved. The Christian, uh, I want to repeat this because I want you to get it. The Christian living, you know, I, let me just put it to you this way. Keeping his blood applied to your minds, your hands, your feet. You know, this is spiritual. I'm talking spiritually now. Uh, brings the power of the Holy Spirit upon your mind, your hands, and your feet on how you think, how, what you, what you, uh, do and where you go. And you get, you get this, this last part rolling as it needs to be. Then, then, uh, it'll almost make 1 John 1, 9 obsolete in your life because you'll be living right before the Lord. But then, of course, the good news is, is that even after this, if we were to miss it, we can go to him and, and, and confess our sins and he's faithful to forgive us. So here's what I want to say. You only need the blood of Jesus applied one time to go from a sinner to a Christian. But after that, keep the blood of Jesus applied regularly, daily to your 
to your mind, to your hands, to your feet. And, uh, and then if you miss it after that, well, then you can go to the Lord and use 1 John 1, 9 and confess your sins and, and he'll forgive you. So the key to all of this, you say, Pastor Terry, okay, that's great. But, but, but tell me again, how do I keep the blood applied on a regular basis to my hands and to my mind, my hands and my feet? It's through confession. Okay, through confession. So uh, again, I like to repeat things. I want you to get it. That's how you get saved. That's how you apply the, get the blood of Jesus applied to your heart as a sinner through confession. And then, and then, how do you, uh, as as a, as a Christian who misses it, how do you get the blood of Jesus applied? Uh, uh, you know, if you miss it, at, according to First John one nine, if we confess our sins, remember that He's faithful and just to forgive us. Then, how do you think we'd get the blood of Jesus applied to our minds, our hands, and our in our feet. Well, I think it's pretty clear through confession. So with that said, let's conclude this lesson then by applying the blood of Jesus. Well, first of all, if you're out there and you're listening and, and, and you've never received Jesus, here's what you do. With a repentant heart, you call on the name of the Lord. You make a decision in your heart to believe that God has raised him from the dead. Believe that Jesus died on the cross for you and that, and that he was buried and he was raised from the dead. And you confess, say, say, Heavenly Father, I, 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 I right now believe in my heart that you've raised Jesus from the dead. I confess Jesus as my Lord. I, Jesus, I receive you as my Savior. I call on your name. That quick, the blood of Jesus was just applied to your heart. Washed all your sins away. You become a new creature, the Bible says, new creation in Christ, okay? Old things are passed away, all things become new, okay? You're born again, going to miss hell, make heaven, okay? And that only needs to happen one time. But now, let's just say that you're a Christian and you want to apply the blood of, of Jesus to your to your uh, minds and to your hands and your and your feet. Here's how you do it. Let, let me just let me just uh, lead you in a confession. Say, Heavenly Father, I come before you now in the name of Jesus, and uh, I ask that the blood of Jesus be applied to my mind and to my hands and to my feet. And with that application, the power of the Holy Spirit will rest upon my mind, will rest upon my hands. And rest upon my feet. And so I'll have power in my thought life. I'll have power in my actions. And power in my walk. And I receive that in Jesus name. See now that's how you do it. It's just that simple. With confession. That's how you do it. Just just right. I just gave you. I told you how to do it. Okay. Did it with you right there. And then beyond that. Now, now you got the power. You got. And I believe you need to do that every day. Do that every day. And you do it by faith. Okay. That's how you do everything with the Lord is by faith. Oh, I didn't feel anything, Pastor Terry. Well, faith isn't, isn't about feelings. It's about, it's about believing the word of God. And I just shared the word of God with you this evening, okay? You don't have to feel anything, okay? When, when, you, when you activate things based on the word of God, most of the time you don't feel anything. The feeling comes later when, when, when you're not thinking wrong thoughts as much or doing bad things or going places you shouldn't go. You know, that's where, that's a good feeling. <laughs> See what I'm saying? The feeling comes later. But uh, that's how you do it. You apply the blood to your thoughts, your hands, your, your, your feet, just like, just like I just went through it with you. As simple as that. And then beyond that, 
If you miss it, well, like I've already said, then use 1 John 1, 9. And, but, but really 1 John 1, 9, again, it's not there just to be, you know, living a flippant life and just, you know, I, I heard one guy tell me one day, he said, well, Pastor Terry, I'm going to just live however I want, you know, and, uh, I'm going to just sin whenever I want. And then I'll just 1 John 9, everything, 1 John 1, 9, everything night before I go to bed. Well, 1 John, that's not going to work. Oh, well, we all have, should have sense enough to know that. Okay. But, but if you'll live a conscientious life, and keep his blood applied to your thought life and your hands and what you do and your feet where you go. I tell you what, you'll be living right before the Lord. You'll be walking in the light as he is in the light. You'll have fellowship with him. And do that every day, that little prayer that I just went through with you. Do that every morning when you get up. And then you know what? Uh, it, but it, 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 I think it's a little better for you. Power of the Holy Ghost will be on your mind, your actions, and your walk. Because the blood of Jesus will be there. Do it every morning. And then if you do miss it after that and sin, then we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and go to him and confess your sins to him and that precious blood of Jesus will wash those sins away. Good things that I shared with you tonight. Thanks for joining me. I just preached myself happy. I mean, God is such a good God. He has, he, he has made the way of escape for us. And all we have to have to do is have the good sense to walk in it, okay? Uh, well, hey, thanks for being with me. I trust this helped you, and uh, I want to wish you God's best, and I'll see you next time. Okay, bye-bye.